And it's on. Hey, everyone. Um, hey, finally. Yeah, we're okay, finally, finally doing finally. this. <laughs> All right, so this is Neck and Chubby Talk Scary Stuff. Uno knows one. The first episode. Fucking so amped for this. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped. Been so, only watching this movie every week for like the fucking I know past six months, <laughs> dude. Since we've been talking about it, yeah. Um, I started watching it again. I mean, it was it was already one of my favorite movies, and then I just started watching it. The more I the more I watched it, the more I liked it. It was oh, kind yeah. of one of those things where you keep finding stuff in it. Exactly. It's like um, one of those you watch it every time, and you kind of pick up yeah. on a little detail yeah. you didn't catch before. And what we were talking about is. The Exorcist 3. Which is also known as the Exorcist 3 Legion. Legion, which is, uh, it was written by William Peter Blatty, who, who wrote- was the first, the yeah. original director and writer of the fucking thing. Of The Exorcist Part 1. And then Part 2 was such it a fucking, fucking slog, bomb. dude. <laughs> yep. Terrible fucking uh, I'm sure we'll probably get to this eventually. Yeah. I kind of feel like we have to because of this, but- yeah. But the fact that that movie was so bad. Yeah. And the first one was so, so good. So good. It made nobody care about this movie. Exactly. I think it's finally getting some appreciation uh, well, more so than it's it It's like even had. today, like I kind of was reading like <coughs> articles on it and shit. And it was like, oh, people were actually finally like recognizing this well, movie for what it is. And yeah. it's, it's it's just great. It's a and great it, feeling that like is. people are catching on to it. And it's not a straight up horror movie either. It's a, it's a psychological thriller. Yes. It plays um, like a whodunit murder mystery. Yeah, it's a little, it's kind like a, of, it's like a giallo, but you don't mm-hmm. see the murders. Exactly. Yeah. And, so, um, Yeah. All right, so before we get to that, I do think I think we should do a little bit of horror news. Yeah, like there's a lot that's going on there's right a now. Whole shit Some ton shit of stuff. that I'm not really happy about, to be honest yeah. with you. But um, so yeah, so I'll get to some good stuff first, and then you can you can get into the the shitty stuff. Yeah, I got a list of some stuff here. So another fucking list. Oh, you um, got some more lists, bud. Yeah, Lord knows so, we love those. Here. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so the uh, the Halloween Ends trailer is out. Um, um, I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard good things about it. It looks really good. Um, cool. Jamie Lee Curtis said this is the last time she's going to play Laurie Strode. So, so I don't mean know she dies in the movie. That's, maybe. But I don't who, know. I don't, I mean, I don't see knows? it going any other way. <laughs> Neither do I. But I mean, she's died before. I, That's th- there's true. what is there nine different timelines in in the Halloween? Oh franchise? yeah, they they cover so much fucking. Yeah. That's crazy. the thing is like nothing's really canon with that story. Nothing there's just the Laurie Strode arc, and yep. then there's the what the hell is her name? The um. There's the sister arc. The sister and arc. And then the, this is a non-sister arc. Or it's like the ending to it. But yeah. Yeah. E- either way, it's just yep. so fucking all over the place. And this is what was it? The the Halloween that started this trilogy is like the third one that's named Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it when they do that. Um, I kind of hate that to be honest with I, you. I just think it's, it's funny. just for searching purposes. But yeah. It's besides a pain that. In the ass. Um. All right. So moving on to another slasher. Uh. Fucking. Uh franchise uh scream so scream six so i I hear so again another one scream five was called scream yeah again uh and then scream six uh nev campbell is not going to be in it this is the first one that she's not going to be in so is it a continuation of the last one that just came out you think continuation of the last one okay i mean that's interesting i I guess same characters are going to be in it but they're bringing back hayden penitieri fine with that (laughs) she was she was and she was great as kirby in in scream four i thought she was awesome yeah she's one of the one of the breakouts and i liked that little storyline of macaulay culkin's brother stabbed her you know he's a little creep but um i forgot he was even in yeah but one of the cool things i saw was samara weaving 
is going to be in Scream 6. Dude, I she is awesome. Her. I love that she's kind of becoming the new Scream yeah, queen she, of the past, like, 10 years. Dude, she's awesome. I fucking love her. Yeah, was it Ready or Not that I uh, first saw her in? Ready or Not, Mayhem, The uh, Babysitter. The Babysitter yeah. was fucking great. It's fucking great. Um, yeah, I'm very happy with where she's going yeah. and how many fucking grounds she covers on everything. Yeah, so she's joining the cast of Scream 6, uh, it's fucking dope. I love her. She's she's awesome. <laughs> she just seems to have like a cool like sense of humor about her. Oh yeah, well, which is nice. Um, and she's actually Hugo Weaving's niece. I see. Cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's actually fucking crazy. She's, she's from New Zealand. I think it's wild that really? all these people. Yeah, these people can yeah, do that, all these I, fucking I accents. Said like Canada or something yeah, like that. Fucking nuts, dude. Um. So yeah, moving on another another franchise that's gonna that's kind of becoming a franchise. Uh, Netflix is in development for another Fear Street. Um, nobody knows if it's going to be a mini series or a standalone film or what, but mm-hmm. I'm cool. I'm down with that. I liked the first, uh, fear street. I liked, the, dope. I liked the first fear street. We'll probably go down the road of what's yeah. good about it and what's bad about it eventually. But yeah, I thought the first one was good. The second one was, eh. and the third one, the, the fir- second the, the, half, the of second the, half of the, of the, fir- the, fir- the third, third one, one was, was fucking great. amazing. Yeah. Um, so a uh, cool little thing here. Uh, 2019's remake of resident evil two, uh, hit the 10 million copies mark. Uh, so originally it was re- released in 1998. Yep. And then they re-released it for all the new consoles because Resident Evil 2 was fucking awesome. Yes, I still don't think it holds yeah. a candle to number four. No, it doesn't. But, but it is a great game. The remake game. of the, the remake of Resident Evil 2 on Xbox mm-hmm. and shit. Fucking bang on. <sighs> oh, bang on. Yeah. So good. So just sold 10 million copies, which means that they're going to continue it. I mean, and... Plus, they just released the fucking series on the, Netflix. The Netflix for Have you watched is it, it? Is it good? <laughs> Are you fucking serious? Yeah, is it good? I haven't no, seen it. No. No, uh, no, no, the, no. The original movies were fucking weird. No, the original movies weren't canon at all, but it was just no, the, none this of it here. Was. The, the TV show deviates <laughs> so bad from the story yeah. that it's just it's just a fucking cl- like clunky mess. It's like an after the fact kind I'm of I'm just going right? to ruin one thing. The first yeah. fight that <laughs> you see in the show is a giant caterpillar infected with a T virus okay. and it takes place in 2033. That doesn't work. <sighs> it doesn't work. That's irritating. Fuck uh, the new Resident Evil series. Right, well, dude. I, I watched the first episode and turned <laughs> it right off. I'm going to have to check it out just because. Yeah. I mean, those, I mean do it. Go for those it. Those movies but. are fucking junk food anyways. They're they're garbage, but like they're they're kind of fun. I mean, they're whatever. No, they're they're fun. But yeah. then fucking what's her name? Mila, um, Mila Jovovich. Mila Jovovich. Yeah. She's sick in them. Yeah, kind of I dope. liked the second one, the best out of the whole series when they're mm-hmm. actually in Raccoon City. Yeah. But I mean, where it actually like the, where it takes off from the fucking game a little bit yeah well it's it feels like a different side arc it's like the right. games are going on because if you've ever played the games it's yeah, a very in, very well in-depth story and they're going on in the background and yeah and that's this is what's going on outside of it's like two parallel stories yeah you gotta remember you. raccoon city's fucking massive <laughs> yeah it's huge so that's got a lot to do with it um yes moving on uh hbo is working on an it prequel series called welcome to Derry. I loved the book. I loved the original It miniseries, and yep. I, I loved both movies. I loved. But then you talk about the remakes, yeah. yeah. Well, they're not even remakes; they're just rehashes. Well, it's, just a, it's just a new version. It's just yeah, like it's a, those are fucking fantastic. I liked both of them. 
I know a lot of people thought that the second one fell down, but the second one did fall down. The it second just, half of the book's fucking weird too, though. Yeah, see, the second half of the book is where really yeah. all of the scary shit happens, yeah. and it just didn't give me that in the end. I got you. And they went back with the whole ending of it. If it, it's been what five years now, yeah. Can I just talk about the fucking yeah. ending? Uh-huh. The ending they went through that whole spider arc thing, and it just didn't feel authentic right. enough. And I mean the the ritual of Chud. Shit and the the child orgy. Yeah, that's not that's in the movie, so by the way. Weird. <laughs> it shouldn't be. Um, but like, you know which way to get out of this? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Fuck these kids. <laughs> but uh, no, dude. Everyone was so. I mean, Stranger Things was was doing its thing at the time, and it was, and people were ripe for like that kind of a story. So like having the kids in the first one was obviously going to be successful e- when yes. it came out. And it had that like little like nostalgic feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought the second one, I mean, the casting in those movies was the casting fucking is amazing. That. That's another one we need to probably add to the list. Yeah, I, I know so it's too. kind of the most relevant one where <clears throat> it's kind of everyone's seen it. But still, I mean, breaking it down is going to be fun. But the fun part about this here is that we're going to bring up a lot of movies that like a shit. lot of people haven't seen. And I'm like confident that which haven't. is fun. Like, uh, Taurus Trap. Taurus Trap. <laughs> fucking fucking love Taurus I have that. I think I have that. You have that on your list? Or did I put that on my list? I, I think it's on I think it's farther down on my list. Okay. So we only gave each other the top ten. Um all right, we can move on. Uh what we do in the shadows, season four just started. Boop. I fucking love that show. Do you really? Oh, I fucking love it, dude. I don't, you're not a fan? It's kinda it's kinda a basic bitch for me to be honest oh, with dude. you. I so I like that like dry New Zealand humor. It, okay. I so understand. I loved the movie. And uh, have you seen Wellington Paranormal? No, I haven't. Okay, so you know, have you seen the? Have you seen what we do in the shadows? The movie with um, uh, what's his face there from um, the Flight of the Concords? Oh, Jermaine and Taika Waititi and all those guys. I think have I have. That? It's been. I, I I actually. I'm just gonna go ahead and say no. All right. I so but. so in the house that they live in is this this like Nosferatu looking dude. His name's Peter, and he. he spoiler alert! This isn't the one with fucking, fucking Johnny Depp, is it? No, 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 no. No, this that's, is like the that's, Oh no, that's Dark Shadows. Yeah, that's Dark that's Shadows. what I was thinking of. So, um, in the movie that a vampire hunter kills one of their one of their flatmates, and these two cops show up, and they like they're like super like bumbling, like kind of dopey cops, yeah, but they're but okay. they're they're funny. They're like that New Zealand type of humor, and uh, HBO, well, whatever New Zealand's equivalent of HBO is, uh, made a series starring those two cops and they go out and they do like paranormal shit and it's really fucking funny i love it i think it's funny and i i know you said it's not for you but i i, I don't just, know no, it's it, not it gets it's, me i have to try it out to fucking i All have right. that's the thing is it's a more of a sitting down and watching it and tv shows for me mm-hmm. anyway are super hard like i to be honest with you have just started getting back into watching tv shows gotcha. even not even in a horror sense like i just mm-hmm. watched like reacher not that long ago gotcha. it's just hard to keep my concentration on shows that are even really fucking good yeah but that's I, just me i see i just like interconnected stuff maybe it's because I, I like the mcu and all that shit but i don't know i like it that they're all like connected to each other i thought mm-hmm. that was kind of neat when they came out with that i was like oh fuck like those two characters were funny like they should get a spinoff i thought it was good um but then last on my list of uh, of news is uh jordan peele's new horror movie nope is coming out this friday have you seen the trailer for it yet? I, I so i saw the first few trailers and then i, I watched saw the blink like and the, then i watched the, the new band. one <laughs> yeah the red band is very vague which is good. That's I, what I like, like about the original trailers. Lot. All his movies are like that too. Yeah. He doesn't give away shit. He kind of forces you to go watch the cool. movie, which is great. But so, 
not since fucking Cloverfield, the the Cloverfield trailers. <laughs> creepy <laughs> door closes. Creepy door, yeah. Um, Spooky door. The Cloverfield. It kind of reminded me of that when I first watched it, and I was like, "Ooh, what is this going to be about?" Mm-hmm. And then they just had the like the last trailer came out, and they kind of gave away the store. Okay, which sucks. So it's well, it's see, no, because Jordan Peele's pretty fucking good about keeping. Like, I hope so, covering his tracks on shit. But I, I'm excited if it is a good alien movie because like there aren't enough of those. There isn't. Like Dark Skies is like the you only know one else? I can there really think of. There isn't a lot of great. either. Is fucking deep space horror. There's You're not right. enough of that. I mean, what's number two on your list is is, is fucking is Event Horizon, Horizon, and that movie is fucking, fucking sick. And I know you're a huge fan of the um, Dead the, Space series. Dead Space. Dead Space is fucking brutal, dude. <laughs> Which would be which is another thing they should they they were in talks of talking about making a fourth one as well, it's but good. it got fucking shit canned for some reason. Mainly because I think the third one was so yeah not great. But and, and I, I was gonna say like the because the only space other horror. the only other deep space horror that I have seen is just like uh, okay. Ghost of Mars. Oh, Ghost of Mars. <laughs> Ice Cube in Space is yeah, all that movie is. That's super weird. I know. But there's there's also um what's that fucking uh that, that Japanese animation that's the uh the cockroaches on Mars? Oh god, I don't know. That? I forget what that's called. You can call it anime, it's fine. Yeah, Tim, you can find can you find Yeah, that? can you bring that up, Tim? Yeah. It's it, but it's all about these like giant like humanoid cockroaches that we accidentally bred on Mars and then we send and we didn't know that they existed. This and is we, the first I've ever oh, heard. Oh dude, of it. it's fucking cool. I forget what it's called. I have one on the um, list that's Terraf- Terraformers, yeah. Terraform I've never yeah, even heard so, of it. So there's a um so there's an animation and then, you know, like like the Japanese film industry does, like with the Attack on Titan and all that shit. They yeah. made a live action. And uh the the live action uh monsters actually look Pretty fucking close to the animation. They look really okay. good. Have you seen it yet? Or is I it... haven't seen the live action, but I've seen the the, the animated the version. Anime. Okay, yeah, it's really it's it's pretty good. Um, I don't know, but it's a it's not so much deep space horror, but it's um, no way out kind of shit. Like it's no in situation kind of horror, which I I kind of dig. All right. Um, all right, so now we can get to uh, the <laughs> shit that you're mad about. <laughs> Industry so news. They, <laughs> the fucking industry, man. I swear to God. <laughs> They're remaking literally like almost every... Especially horror. Every visually striking horror movie that you can think of of the past 35 years. They were doing Hellraiser, which hurts. It hurts. Uh, but they, they started this with the fucking thing. They started this with, with the, the thing. Prequel, You're right. Which I thought was good, by the way. I, I didn't hate that either. I didn't hate it either, but anyways, continue. Um, <laughs> what else was on that fucking list? Oh, Evil Dead Rise. That actually sounds Which could awesome. be good. I loved Ash Evil Dead, that. and I loved... I hope it continues off of the 2013 I, That's version. what I was going to say. I'm just saying all the, all the stuff that's happened since the original trilogy, I've liked. Yeah. They haven't ruined... They, they haven't taken anything away from the original trilogy. I just hope I it has like. a little bit of the, like, the humor in it that it usually... Yeah would have in an Evil Dead film. Because the 2012 one was fucking scary. Bru- yeah, that was brutal. That was, a that brutal was fucking movie. that that fucking part with the, the when her arm gets caught underneath oh, the Jeep is like, dude. oh dude, holy shit. There's blood day. Yeah. I when she's crawling around underneath the shed and the thing just fucking pops out. It's like yeah. fuck me. <laughs> yeah. That that movie's fucking scary. That, that that is a relentless film. There is there's a couple more of it. I don't have the list brought up. I didn't prep that bar onto right. it. 
I know they're remaking The Exorcist as well. Well, Go figure. So actually, I, I have some notes about that if we want to talk about it. If we Later want to get on. into the movie, yeah. Okay. Um. But anyways, yeah, they're they're remaking a whole bunch of shit, and it's fucking depressing. It it generally hurts, especially now because everything is very dry now. Everything's yeah. very art house based and very which that's fine. It's I fine. don't hate that. No, I do like a lot of A twenty four films and shit like that. But there's a lot of like red tape that comes with movies like that. But but the big franchises. I mean, you get Michael Myers and Jason, but the remakes like with um like fucking Child's Play. Okay, another one relating back to this. Brad Dorif. Is a fucking national treasure. He's the most underrated like actor in horror, or not even One just of the most horror. underrated actors, actors Dude, in he's, general. He's in and we're gonna get into that because it's like the one thing I wish we had it set up where we could I play know. that part, but. Oh man, like that's like he's in fucking Cuckoo's Nest, dude. Yeah, and he fucking steals the scene from Jack Nicholson. I forget. He's that's on the fucking third, that's believable. Like the fourth time this week, someone brought up uh, one flew over the cuckoo's yeah. nest. It, I mean, it. Uh, a lot of movies relate back to that movie. It's true. <laughs> uh, true. Um, but but I, like like I was saying, I mean, Chucky is Brad Dorf, and Freddy is Robert England. Yes. And Pinhead is uh, whoever that fuck, dude is. Oh, fuck the big British guy. <laughs> I know his name. I, I don't know. Um, I don't look into I love Hellraiser. Um, it's a, it, he's like a really proper British, yeah, like, he, classically trained actor. Fucking tea drinkers yeah, and shit. But, but, um, but they tried to do Nightmare on Elm Street. And I love that. Jack, I love Jackie Earl Haley, but it didn't work. It didn't work. Not, it was just a bad story. Yeah, it's just not it him. Dry but it's also, that's not Freddy. Like, it, no. it's not. They, those movies need to be done. Oh, Doug Bradley. That's Doug his name. Bradley. Yeah. Okay. Which doesn't sound like a proper British actor's <laughs> no. name. Um, but he's Pinhead. I mean, he's Pinhead. That fucking voice is terrifying. Oh, yeah. And that's all. That, that That's not that, even a little bit of... That's his, like, natural voice that they just kind of put, like, reverb over. Yeah. I will tear your soul apart. Yeah. He's, he's fucking he awesome. Fucking and that's rules. another thing is those movies still... that My, my problem with yeah. especially Hellraiser, go back and watch Hellraiser... It still holds up. It's great. The it's, original Hellraiser. That scene awesome. when they're coming out under the, when Frank comes back and the blood yeah. hits the floor and he yep. comes, it's all claymation and shit or like what? It's actually wax. That's yeah, so how they, they, they did filmed it. it they filmed it in reverse. In reverse. Yeah. And just that scene alone <laughs> when he comes back and he's just reborn again like yeah. that is like it's it's oh. actually haunting to look at and it's yeah. it's gross looking and. It, it, it's just fucking nasty. Like yeah. it just it looks like just like oh, dude. And the room that they're in is just fucking dirty. And and, and another underrated performance, the fucking dad in that movie. Yes, is so good. He plays two he, characters. Yeah, he's awesome in that. He plays <laughs> her know, dad I at the didn't beginning. Even think about it yeah. like that either. It's just like oh, he's playing yeah. two characters. He plays two that. characters. He's fucking great. He gets the guy's mannerisms down. He changes the way he holds his face. I forget his name, but he's fucking awesome in that movie. He's been in a, he's in one of those yeah. actors. He's been in a million yep. things and you just <coughs> never have guessed that. Like, exactly. he, I can't think of anything off the top of he's my head. He's one of those. That's that guy. There's a lot of like spaghetti Westerns yeah. and shit. Yep. Oh, tight. Sneezed. Yep. <laughs> All right. So let's fucking get into the fucking yeah. meat and potatoes. Let's do like what we said we were going to do. Yeah. Months ago. Yep. So the exorcist three is a fucking underrated masterpiece of masterpiece psychological is putting horror. Lightly, by the way, it's so well acted. 
and yeah. so well shot and some some points art but i love everything about this movie to the point where like the like the hidden lore behind it yep what got botched in it that actually made it so unique and it's so like it's it's so meticulous in the way that he that William Peter Blatty mm-hmm. built the story and put the corresponding images together yeah to build the tension like right. that movie like when it ends it's not even a relief it, no it doesn't it actually feels unfinished yeah. and that's like the point of that ending which I'll talk about that too because that ending really wasn't supposed to be there. Right. There's so much to this movie that it's just, there's a lot of ground to cover on it. Yeah, so um, it was released in 1990. Um, One of the most underrated horror movies ever made, and it's not really so much a pure horror movie as a psychological thriller. Yes. Um, It followed The Exorcist 2, which is one of the worst sequels ever, um, especially since the original Exorcist is one of the greatest movies ever made. Mm -hmm. Uh, William Peter Blatty, the writer of the original Exorcist, wrote and directed the movie along um, with someone else, and that's uh, I forget his name, which I should have fucking looked that up. But um, he did it with somebody because he clashed with them a lot. So the original film was William Freakin. It was William Freakin. He he directed it. Um, And uh, so this was actually the second movie that he he, um, directed. The first one was... uh, Killer Killer Kane or yep. not, not Kane. What the fuck is that? What are they, what are they actually called? The first the, movie he did? Yeah, the, the Ninth Seal or whatever it is. Um, yeah, I think it is the Ninth Seal. And yeah. before that, he did an action movie with, um, it was called To Live and Die in L.A. Yes. Which is also right. a fucking uh, great yeah. movie. Um, so the book uh, it was made with a budget of $11 million, uh, which is pretty dope. That's, which that's, is that's, very high. And you can tell. And it grossed $44 million yeah. on release. And it looks really good for the times mm-hmm. i think and it um the animation holds up and i think the what detract what would detract from the animation today uh like the special effects makes it creepier like the lady exactly. walking on the ceiling Feeling, yes yeah makes it look it, creepier. it looks jagged and it yeah. doesn't look it's not supposed to look normal anyway yep. but like the way that they did it with those, those old it's not even cgi it's like yeah it's like green screen that they just kind of pasted up yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Shit. And um, so this was actually the movie. This was actually the sequel that they wanted for the original Exorcist. It should be the second one in yeah. comparison. Because if you even go in order of the books and stuff like that, it mm-hmm. goes the Exorcist and then it goes right into Legion. And in right. between, they put the second one, which is very hard to not even just hard to watch. The story is very dragged out. Yeah. And it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. It's dry and, and Linda it, Blair is awful in it. And yeah. it's just a, there's a lot going on in that too, but it's not good. It's not, it's not good. good a lot. So the, the problem was the studio wanted, uh, uh, Linda Blair was the breakout star of the original exorcist, yes. which was not the intention of William Peter Blatty when he wrote the no. story. It was supposed it was to supposed follow to Kinderman. It was supposed, well, it was supposed to, be to, be to follow Kinderman. He, he wrote the, the faith, the faith trilogy. True. It was it was this uh, the the ninth. Oh, hang on, I have to I have to find this because I, I I have it in here. Um, uh, the Exorcist series is all right. Uh, the ninth configuration. That's ninth what it configuration. Was. I yeah. starring Stacy Keach. By the way, he's fucking great in that. I've never. I don't think I've ever seen that. To be honest um, with you, I, it's it's more of a comedy than anything else. That's and that's fine. Yeah, and it's about um, it's about Kane. Oh, like Cain and Abel. Yeah. Okay. Sort of. Okay. 
like it's so it's loosely connected to that, but it was the Faith trilogy. So the the stories actually follow Kinderman, which is um in the He's in the first one, like, and he's, uh, he's the he's the lieutenant, not even the lieutenant, yeah, he's the detective, lieutenant that's Kinderman, yeah, trying to find his like he he was a young kid when that happened, right? Yep. That's no, what he supposed was supposed to be. So he was the one who um he befriended him, and he was like, oh, let's go see a picture, right? That that's guy. right. And he got he got a, Reagan's mom's autograph and all that shit, right? But so what happened was the studio wanted to make they wanted to continue with the Exorcist series, but they didn't want to follow. William Peter Blatty's vision because Linda Blair was such a breakout star in the first one that they wanted to keep her in the second. They wanted to keep that storyline going. So they stuck her in the second movie threw together some this weird wicked. She's not even story. like a cheese ball story. Just like yeah. a, it's like if I was to write some shit down <laughs> and go, Hey, we're going to film this. Yeah. This is a really good idea. Yep. So they, they threw that together and it is not even just all over the place. Yeah. It is just hard. So you can you can kind of excise that from the series as a whole um, and kind of restart with Exorcist 3. Mm -hmm. um, and it takes place about a decade seven, 17 after. years. Yeah. Yep. 17 and years after the first one ends. If you've yep. seen the first one, you know that Father Karras is dead. Yep. Fell out the window. Kaput. Yeah. And he saw it happen, yep. which is a good point to me. He was the one who found him. Um, so fun fact, this is one of Jeffrey Dahmer's favorite movies. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a fucking, it's a head fuck. Um, yeah. so, all right, Mac, can you give us kind of like an outline of the movie, kind of how so everything works out. Detective Kinderman, he is on the, I'm just going to give it just a plain run of the mill plot line. Basic on it. plot. Detective Kinderman is on the hunt for a murderer. Yeah. That the MO fits the same murders that happened <laughs> 15, 15 years, years prior. prior. Yep. And it's a very, very weird one because they're very specific. Yeah. Gemini and they're killer. the Gemini killer that he, in fact, that he himself shot and killed. Yep. It was the, that's the case that made his career. It It's what made him a Lieutenant. Right. And later on, he comes to find that a lot of people around him that he not even just knows he comes in contact with and, all these start kind of falling off in these ways that, that are too familiar to him. Mm -hmm. And he finds that the, the hospital has a lockdown unit where they're housing a certain someone that's patient X, mm -hmm. which you come to find <laughs> out is actually Father, Father Karras, Yep. which that's a big plot point in that. And yeah. we'll talk about more of that yeah. soon. But it turns out that he's not dead and it's just him talking with him and just the circumstances around it. Yeah. So um, <coughs> Kinderman kind of is while he's while he's investigating this, he is friends with a whole bunch of priests. Uh, by the way, I just want to say this right now. The guy who played Patton plays oh, George C. Scott. Yeah, George C. Scott, who's absolutely brilliant. He's he has like amazing. that fucking pissed off detective down yeah. yeah he he replaced uh lee j cobb who played kinderman in the first movie right because I, he had passed away in the interim right um, right so george c scott replaced him which and it is, is like a very different uh two different very obvious who two different people are yeah because uh i not to disparage uh the dead but i think that uh kinderman was one of the uh low points of the original exorcist. I thought he, I didn't think he was very, I didn't think it was very well acted part. 
I don't think he kind of... No, it wasn't. And it wasn't dressed up to be that, too. And no. he was very... You could tell he was very skeptic of shit. Yeah. And it's his first... It, it's not his first job. Right. But it's the first one where he's just like, dude, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like, none of this logically makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then when he sees Father Karras die, it kind of like... Mm. All right. Figured he didn't out, be yeah. he didn't believe it when he saw it, but he was kind of open to some because weird shit going down. Father Karras was the second person who had died falling down those stairs right. in that in that stretch of time in the movie. Um the thing about this movie too is that it has a very <laughs> genuinely dry sense of humor yeah. about it. The carp. Like like yeah, the carp. <laughs> <laughs> the um like for instance, there's His a scene in it where the f where Father um d what the fuck is the the, the priest name I have uh, it here. Let's see. Uh, Father Dyer. Father Dyer. Him yeah. and Father Dyer, who is his best friend. Mm -hmm. Um, they go to see a movie, and they're talking about like just getting candy and stuff. He was just like, "What are you doing? We're gonna be late for the yeah. movie." He's just like, I sit and talk to kids all day in confessional booths, and all they do is suck on fucking candy, and I have grown to get addicted <laughs> to lemon heads. Yeah. <laughs> and later on, they're talking again at like a cafe and they're talking about like an understudy that the father takes in and the, right. talking about them. And he was just like, oh, well, what did you say to him about that? He was just like, well, I told him Jesus loves you and everybody else thinks you're an asshole. Yeah. It's from that fucking movie. Yep. If you ever hear that line, that's where it's from. That's where it's from. Uh, actually, so the um, in the first scene when Father Dyer is talking to the altar boy who's leaving, mm -hmm. uh, it's... Uh, What's his face? It's Michael from uh, Goodfellas, the kid in the wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing, too. There's a lot of fucking so many people in this weird cameos in this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the fucking the dream sequence. But let's go before we right. get to that, because the dream sequences are important Insane. to the story. So if you when you first watch the film, it just takes you into this like nightmare landscape of someone walking down a street mm -hmm. and it shows a black kid just hanging on a corner. And it shows like a, like a, uh, what the hell is it? Like lightning and shit. And it shows yeah. the, like the doors blow open to a church and you yep. see Jesus open his eyes as a statue. Yeah. Which is weird. And he, all of a sudden like, he just wakes up and he's like disoriented. He gets a call. He goes to go check it out. Mm -hmm. The deaths in this movie are never shown. They never show you. It, it, it kind of does the seven effect where like, oh, they'll show you like the genuine idea, but it leaves it to the imagination of what happened. They explain what happens, though. They sure do. So the That's kid, part when of he the gets, big thing in this movie, when he gets fucking killed, is like one of the like most brutal ways I've heard. Yeah, it's horrible. They fucking whoever did it, you know, did it, but drugs him. Yep, keeps him alive, and then they decap. They, they, they forget, jam spikes in his eyes. Jam spikes in his eyes, and then they cut his head off. And then they replaced it with a Jesus statue and they painted it with black. And they crucified him. And they crucified him on a yeah. pair of oars. It's fucked up. That's a, that's the like, oh, like, yep. like right immediately thrown into it. Yeah. And then uh, Father Dyer. Oh, there's two two priests die in this. Uh, the priest, the confessional scene is fucking scary. Yeah, the confessional scene is scary, and it's because you don't know who you don't know who's on the other side, and well, they never it's show just you. immediately just shows you, I, yep. you that you do see who it is. Yeah, but it's but one it's, of those if you don't catch it right away. Yeah, but it's it's it, that's where it kind of takes a giallo turn. Yes, in that scene, and then <laughs> that, that kind of that's the only element where it's really there. Um, and then Father Dyer dies. <laughs> dies a very very horrible death. Has uh, he is also drugged and gets uh, 
a sump catheter. pump. Yeah, it gets a catheter and it just it sucks all the blood out of his all body. The blood all out of his ten body. pints. And the thing is, this there was a lot of research into this because you look at the thing. Yeah, it shows that there's about ten pints of blood in your body. Eleven, something like twelve. If you're like a really big person, mm-hmm. um, they, if you see it, there's there's eleven pints and they're cleanly put up on yep. the thing and they're dressed up yep. like nicely and he's just sitting there which is actually a really heartbreaking scene because he, he he's the, the detective that takes on the job yep. of trying to find this person and um that's one of the ways he would kill somebody yeah. that's the way that gemini would kill somebody and then there's they put out the, the police put out a false story about the how the gemini killer would always kill, cut off the left hand and put yes. a and carve a gemini symbol into their Lower back. He would or, take it from their wrist. Yeah. There. But that was the fake story. So he was explaining to the mm-hmm. doctor why you have, after his, the, after the father died or dies, um, he's explaining to the, to the doctor, like the head doctor of the place, you have to lock this place down. We need to get forensics yep. in here. We need all this. <clears throat> and the doctor's at him. He's like, this is a hospital. People come in and out of here every day. Mm-hmm. You're not going to check every person that is. And then he explains to him. It's not even just a copycat killer. This this is, is somebody else. Killer. He goes, I watched the Gemini die. And he explains, he never removed the left hand. Mm-hmm. It was the right Always index the right finger. Index finger. And he took a jigsaw. He cut a jigsaw piece out of the back of their neck. Yep. And, and that's how they find out, like, yeah. okay. So whoever's here, they're even still, like, in the hospital. Yeah. They're not leaving it. Like, their lead is in the hospital. James Veneman. <laughs> it's fucking great um so yeah whoever is doing it is there um they figure it out and um so the rest of the movie kind of takes place inside of that hospital for the most part yeah. there are some scenes outside yeah. of it like the dream sequences that come before it but i know we're kind of jumping all over the place yeah, we kind but of are that's i'm fine with that i don't want to tell the whole in sequence story like mm-hmm. that's just right I, I just feel like it, it not not only are we just ruining the movie for someone who hasn't seen it, which I feel fucking if you're if you're stupid enough to listen to us talk to it yeah. without seeing the movie first, dude, fuck you. Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> like watch the movie first. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, we'll put out we'll put out something on Twitter. That but says the dream that way sequences you can watch it. in this are actually like the the uncomforting part of this, and they're they're great. Um, and they're, they're hilarious so too. Detailed. Yeah. So my favorite dream sequence, and I bet this is yours also. Is when he's walking through the train station to heaven. Yes. And the little boy who was killed walks up to him and starts talking to him. And he's like, hey, I miss you. And he's like, yeah, I miss you too. Because they were friends before. Right. And the kid has like stitches all around his neck and his eyes are blacked out. Yeah. And uh, it looks really weird. And then they start to walk by all the people in the train station. And there's an angel. That's Fabio. <laughs> Fabio. Yep. Who's the one? There's another one behind him too. Uh, I forget who that is behind him. But uh, sitting on oh, so on father, talk, we forgot to talk about the the lady with the radio. That because, we'll talk about well, that, that because that that's relates a, to that's this dream. Point. So, and in the dream, they see a uh, a blind man sitting on a chair talking into a radio microphone, and it's fucking Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, it's Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> and then the one after that, when he's talking to Father Dyer, uh-huh. I think this is the hilarious because it's just like a <coughs> is, who is that him? Yeah. When he's talking with Father Die, Father Die, he's just like, "Oh, like you're gonna be too late to fucking get whoever did this to me." 
uh-huh. Before he wakes up, fucking Patrick Ewing is on that. Patrick Ewing, that's yeah. right. He's he's, <laughs> he's the just angel randomly of death. like just in the back, like just hanging with so, him. So so he's credited as the angel of death. Yeah. So Father Dyer hadn't died yet, and Patrick Ewing is standing behind him because he was dying that night. Right. So while he was dreaming that dream, he was dying. Um. So the next day, after he goes and finds Father Dyer's body, he goes into the he starts to investigate, and he goes into the room with all of the. The mental patients, I guess, for lack right. of a better term. And he this he goes and he walks over to this lady and she's like, are you the radio repair man? And he's like, uh, yeah, sure. And she's like, uh, I knew you weren't. This is a telephone I'm holding, not a radio. And he's like, well, what's wrong with yeah, your radio? She's not holding anything, yeah, by she, the way. Yeah, she's not holding anything. It's an Alzheimer's ward, too. It's yeah. not just like a mental block. Which so, One of the funniest right. fucking scenes in that movie, too, by the way, is when it shows the succession, like the... In the shot, like a who's there and shit, and the old man in the wheelchair, he just looks right at the nurse. Yeah. He goes over and he just fucking flashes, flashes there. his <laughs> shit. Yeah, Dude. it's funny. But the freaky thing is, so this lady doesn't have a radio in front of her, and we had just seen the dream sequence, the scene before, and he says, "Well, what's wrong with it?" And she says, "Well, dead people keep talking on it." And in that scene, Samuel L. Jackson, whose voice they overdub, by the way, one of the greatest voices of all time. Oh, it's yeah. not his well, voice that they probably used. not at that time. He was oh, a young actor, but at that still, time. I mean, uh, how do you not recognize exactly. that greatness? I know what you mean. But um, <laughs> so he's talking into the radio, saying like, "Can anyone hear me? Heaven to earth! Like, can anyone hear me?" And so she says, "Like, dead people are talking on my radio." And it's like, "Oh, that's fucking great!" And then they go to a low shot, mm-hmm. and. You see an old lady crawling across the ceiling. Yeah. And it's really like sketchy and, like and it's really jagged. Almost jagged. like her bones are broken. <laughs> she's like like kind of crawling on yeah. broken limbs. And, and it's got like this really freaky smile. smile on it. And it's just a fucking yeah. it's a horrifying shot. It's not the only shot she's in doing. No, that. it's not. And she moves but like a bug. After that scene, when he's walking out, this is this is my favorite scene in the movie. Oh God! Is, is the, no, it's not that. No, all right. My favorite scene in this movie comes up. She exp- the the old nurse that's yeah, in there that the explains that there is a like this. All this weird things have been happening since yeah. we got this certain patient in. And this he, is Kalalia. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. She she sucks. Yeah. like she sucks so fucking much. Like this mm-hmm. is the fucking like worst person who never should have been a fucking nurse. Yeah, is working as a nurse, an overnight nurse for fucking old. <laughs> and she says horrible patients. things. She's like cancer and mongoloid babies <laughs> and rabies and rabbis and all fucking shit. But she's explaining we got this guy in, and he's like, "Okay, I'll go check it out." And this is a, I don't know if you've noticed this, uh-huh. the shot of him walk when he walks in. It's very wonky that shot. It's because there's supposed to be a lot of there's supposed to be a lot of film in between that scene. Yeah, so. There's supposed the director's cut for this film is uh-huh. lost. It's a lost film. Oh, I hate that. They'll, it sucks. Yeah, it does suck. But um as he walks into the place, you can see the look on his face. It's he's like horrified yeah. at what he's seeing. Turns out that the guy, patient X, mm-hmm. is actually his old buddy, Father it's, Father Caras. Father Caras, yep. And something's not right with him. He's kind of yeah. tied down, but there's a weird energy in the room and it's cold. He's got a big bandage on his yep. nose. His- no, not yet. Oh no. Oh, that's <laughs> right. That's yet. right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Fuck. So he sits down and interrogates him and he's talking in a voice that's not his. And it's, yeah. it's all over the place. And he's explaining to him like these certain things are like asking him weird questions. Just like, so 
can you raise your right index finger? It goes, do you think fa Father, uh, I can't, Father Dyer can now. Yeah. And he just said, he starts catching on. <laughs> and then he started, the, um, the detective mm -hmm. starts kind of like edging at him. He goes, who do you think you're looking at right now? He goes, I think I'm looking at Damien. Uh, Damien. Mm -hmm. You look a lot like him. And then Brad Dourif goes into frame and it's just elongated and he screams right at the camera. Yeah. And explains that the Gemini killer is alive. Mm -hmm. And it, the shit that he says is like, Horrifying. for the next like 10 minutes is the most haunting shit about how he kills people, mm -hmm. why he enjoys doing it. Like, oh man, like him explaining when the, he had killed um, yeah. the, the, the priest yep. was incredible. Like down I mean, to like sitting surgeon, there, like, like, like fucking ice up my back, fucked. Like, like physician's detail. And then the the uh, my favorite quote was uh, the entire everyone's gonna die the entire world is a homicide victim. Mm -hmm. God's either what does he say? God's either not there, or he's a uh, or he's a sadistic fuck or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um, but he has oh, this like he, just his acting in that scene really cemented like oh like he should have been a lot bigger than what yeah. he was. I mean, obviously, if you know who Brad Dourif is, <laughs> he's the child's play guy, which there's he's a cameo Chucky. in that. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know if you caught that or not. No. So um, that's it's not the same scene. It's a little bit later mm -hmm. on when they are talking again and he's singing opera and then he goes to go check on him and he screams in his face and he's just <sighs> like, oh, nothing to me. That's just child's play. Oh, fuck. That's great. And it goes out uh -huh. back into it. But that scene when he's explaining to about Father Dyer, how he cut his head off. And the reason he cuts his head off is because there's like a 15 second mark where they're still alive. And he says he likes to hold their head up yeah. and make them watch as their body it's Just dies. a little extra I like to throw in for no charge. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking great line. Did you know you were dealing with an artist? Oh, dude. So, um... So he's James Veneman, uh, Brad Dorf, and he is the guy that was killed by the state as the Gemini killer. Mm -hmm. And his face keeps alternating in and out with Damien Karras's. Um, and, you know, they he pulls like all the usual like possessed person shit. He throws stuff around and changes his voice and speaks in languages that he doesn't that he's not supposed to know. And speaks all that in shit. like an opera voice that <laughs> is very clearly a woman's voice. Yep. And he explains that he's not there alone. There's more of them. We yep. are Legion. And that leads to where the story is. The original story is supposed to be called Legion. Later on down the line, after Father Karras lives, this is the most iconic scene of the film, is the elongated shot down the hallway, which we did touch up on the promo a little bit about this yeah, scene. The greatest jump scare of all time. It's the best jump scare to this day. I was, I think... 13, 14 mm -hmm. when I saw this and I like, I was afraid of that. Like I was yeah. afraid of like, okay, like securely closing a door behind me and yep. then just someone attacking me from yeah. that same area. So the nurse, it gets set up so great. Like the nurse <laughs> is at the nursing station doing her she, rounds, her normal yep. rounds of just checking patients and there's no music whatsoever. It is a quiet, you can hear oh, there's the no score in this whole movie. It's there's barely a score ugly. at all. Um, but there are police stationed all over the hospital because they're watching out for the Gemini killer and all this shit's happening. So there's a cop that you can see in the lobby it's with her. It's in the frame yep. as this is happening. Yep. And as she's making her rounds, she comes back, talks to him for a second, 
and then Lee, because she gets freaked out by something else. So she goes back, sees that he's there, and then goes, all right, and goes and does the rest of her rounds. As she's walking away, she can't see this happen. The cop, another cop comes in and says, like, hey, I need you, and pulls the other guy away. So he leaves, and just as the nurse is coming out of the door... It's literally as the door is closing behind the cop is when this happens, and it's so fast. Yeah. And it jumps like that. Yeah, it's great. So she walks out out of the room, and... A fucking just a pair of heads from is right across and yeah. crosses the hallway and it's just a bit like a woman in white just like charging at her. And the sound just, huh? just that, wow, like yeah. right into it. It is a fucking like fucking first great. scene. That is a fucking 10 out of 10. I, yeah, I love a, that is a masterful. I love jump that scare. so much. Yep. And to this day, you can watch movies. Movies will call back to that. Of like the, the oh, movie yeah. Marianne that I, well, it's a TV show. Mm-hmm. It's a French TV show. It's pretty fucking good. They have a part where the guy's on a dock looking around and then you just see a pair of hedge trimmers come out. Yep. And I was like, I see. I go. see what you did there. And they're not even hedge trimmers. They're like, no, they're, they're this. I actually, I, I took a picture of it and, and put it on here. We'll, we'll, we'll put it up with the, with the, the Twitter, but it's this, it's these fucking weird, like surgical, like stainless steel duck bill looking things. Like it's, uh, you're not going to be able to see it on here, but it's, it's this. Like it's this crazy it's giant. Some kind, I want to say it's like a like a bone clay, like something they would yeah. use to like to cut like the rib cage out of somebody doing an autopsy. Yeah, that's what it looks like to me. And that scene actually, when he's going through and explaining that, he was like, "Oh yeah, we just got a brand new one. It's kind yep. of stiff." He was like, stiff. "So what happened to the old one?" And mm-hmm. then that's how you find out that that's, they, how, that's the murder weapon. That's what happened to the old one. So um, I don't. know. Do we want to go into anything else? So well, the ending of the movie, what happens is is that. The cop finds out that the Gemini killer is actually possessing people in the Alzheimer's yep, ward. Because They're all old people. The old woman was going to the uh, the priest where the guy where she cut the fucking guy's head off in the fucking stall. Yeah. So the way I the way I kind of interpret it is so Father Karras is a dead body. Right. Uh, and he's possessed by Pazuzu, who was the demon that possessed Reagan. So when he jumped out the but wi- right before he jumped out the window. You could see it in his face that he was possessed and Father Karras just jumped out. And so after they did the autopsy and buried him and everything, he came back um, because they found him. They said they found him dirty. Yeah. And messy. Like, like in the in the river. Yep. And yep. it takes place in Baltimore. That's yeah, Baltimore. the thing. They're in the whatever river that is. Yeah. Right there. It might be the James. I, I don't know. Uh, so they they found him and they, they brought him there because he was ranting and raving. Um, so... What they're implying is that in the two-year stretch between when Reagan was um, possessed possessed, and when the Gemini killer was executed, executed the it, Gemini, because legion, you know, means a whole bunch of demons. Yeah. You know, in the Bible, that whole story about the pigs and all yes, that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the Gemini killer is actually a demon that is part of the legion that took over um, what's his face? Father Karras. Uh, yeah, well, Father Karras, but also uh, James Veneman. Right, um, right. So, you know, he's in... He Karras explains in it too in the story us. how he explained that Pazuzu gave him a deal mm-hmm. of killing everything around him, which that's another great yeah, scene of fucking like... fucking awesome. Oh, uh, man, the, lo- the one-liners in that movie, it goes, my it's favorite great. thing to do is to rip and tear and mutilate your innocent friends yeah. and I make them watch over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it's so yeah. fucking good. 
And so every time a murder happens and they, they, they do a good job of lining this up for you. Uh, they do some exposition where they, the nurse explains that every night or, you know, every time something had happened, patient X had gone into like a vegetative state. Right. And disappears. So, and his heart rate drops and all this other stuff. And he seems like he's dead because he fucking is dead. dead. Exactly. The spirit that is animating his body leaves and goes into one of these old people and they go and kill all the people that have been killed throughout the movie. Right. And Father Karras's dead body is just laying there. And eventually the demon will come back as to his that, like, base to, of to operations. That, yes, exactly. <laughs> Which it's a smart, yeah. it's a smart thought out movie. Fucking great. Um, later on. What happens is um, Kinderman gets a phone call from his daughter yep. explaining like as he's like looking in the ward and everything for a certain. So he's looking for a certain someone. It's the it's he's the one with the, the radio looking for the nurse and gets a phone call from his daughter. And she was like, hey, I was wondering, why did you send a house nurse over to the house? And, and a, he immediately goes into a panic because he knows what's going on. So it's just a giant scene of him cruising home. Yep. Not a good chase scene. It's not like an action movie chase no. scene, but it just gets to the point. He gets to the house expecting everybody to be dead and they're just eating breakfast. Everybody's fine. Out. And, and the other cop, goes, the other dummy cop like charges him with his gun. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. And he goes to go talk to the woman <laughs> and he can see that she's pretty catatonic, catatonic out, at the table. And out of nowhere, she says, you, I was see, waiting for you. I was waiting for you. And then in a foul swoop, he takes out the fucking giant like yep. scissors thing and tries to attack the daughter. Goes and it gets it on her neck. Gets it on her neck. And the grandmother her. grabs her fucking hair <laughs> and pulls her out of the uh, fucking snapping thing Dude. closed. And, and it gets her like across the neck. Can I tell you how fucking hilarious that is? Because it's literally just like <laughs> grabs her right by the hair. And yep. like, ah! <laughs> yeah. And her face so is like. fucking funny. It's so it's it's one of the most overacted parts of the movie. Yeah, because the daughter's a terrible actress. <laughs> and as it's going on, they're trying to fight. This old woman is strong as fuck. Yeah, by the way, like, yeah, she's she's a, she's a demon beating the shit out of everybody. And then out of nowhere, of this sudden, is the part that I don't like about that, the movie. This is the part where it falls down, where it, that doesn't belong. So out of nowhere, a <laughs> priest goes to that cell because it's to called finally the exorcist. explaining the exorcist exactly. <laughs> And it goes into this whole sequence of him trying to get the demon out of Father Karras. And it is just a bloody mess. He gets stuck to the ceiling and he just gets burned alive, basically. Yep. And then Father Kinderman shows back up to that spot to take and finish the job. Yeah. As the ground as he's doing it, he finally accepts like, the fact I know that you're God in there, is right, because that's a big thing too, is yeah. Kinderman stopped believing in God when his yep. friend died. Yeah. And as he's in it, he gets, he gains faith. He sees Father Karras, like, rising from the ground with a bunch of hands carrying him. Yep. He sees the boy with the black, like, they cut his head off and put the black face uh, stone yeah. on it. Oh, yep. I'm, like, out of breath right now. Oh, dude, the, 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 uh, <laughs> the symbolism and shit in this movie is awesome. Yeah. It's, um, he sees it. There's a point in time, I forget what clicks with him as it's happening. Well, he tell, he talks to Karis, and Karis comes through. He comes through, and then it's immediately like, just like, shoot, it. shoot him now, and then before he can even finish, bang. Bang. Shoots him right in the face. And then the endings, the, <laughs> the actual last scene of the movie, it was actually supposed to be in the middle of the movie, but mm -hmm. the director, like, not, not Blatty, kind of fucked around a little bit yeah. on it. But Editor. that's the end of the movie, essentially. 
And that that's dude, that's really it. Like yeah. I love that fucking movie. It's so, so good. It's awesome. And then but then the next two movies that came after Dominion. Yeah, and we, whatever, we don't talk about though those fucking sci-fi original movies they yeah. put out like well, the same you know, year. <laughs> they're, they're the same movie, just re-edited as they different are, films. It's just different ends. It's yeah. weird. And they're re-edited as different movies, but they're the same fucking movie. The same scenes mm-hmm. just shot differently. It's bizarre. It's almost a shot for shot remake of each other. But the studio like got real bitchy and was like, We don't like the first version, so we made another one. It's fucking stupid. It's fucking wicked stupid. And then the series is... I liked the series. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I do like... Uh, not, not, culty. The, not, not Gemma Atherton. She played in fucking uh, Beetlejuice. I forget her name, though. Oh, She's the main mean. character. She yeah. plays Reagan in it. Uh-huh. It's actually really good. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I forget who it is, though. Back to this here. Let's let's go on, like, the yeah. rating scale. Um, I'll give this movie an eight and a half. Not, not because I don't... I would give it a ten if it actually had, like, a, the director's cut the way yeah. that... Peter Blatty really wanted it to go. It was going to be more towards the book, which I haven't read. So the actual ending, I don't even know what it is. Yeah. Um, I'm so I'm, I'm going to cop out and actually agree with you. Um, I'm going to go eight and a half as well. And that's yeah. what I was going to do anyways. And understand um, that the, the story of this movie is, is perfect. It's yeah. great. It's fun. It's funny. It's, it, it's intricate, intricate. And it's it original sense. And it's original. That's the, that's the main yeah. part. The other part of it, what I recommend somebody not even just watch this once, dude, watch this movie as many times as you can. Yeah. You'll pick up little There's details so right on the way that you'd be like, oh, I didn't notice that before. There's a million cameos in it, too. Oh, I forgot. It's uh, Larry King. Larry, yes, Larry in there. King. Yeah. And C. Everett Koop. Um, the, he was the, uh, the, the uh, secretary, no, the um, Surgeon General under Reagan. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> But yeah, those the the dream sequences and stuff are just so cool, and everything makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like the story makes sense. Like it, it's not it's not a stupid story. Like it doesn't like get too full of itself. It doesn't get too convoluted for its own good. It's it's like just enough of a mystery to work right. And the only reason I didn't go perfect 10 on it, not because I wouldn't, I wouldn't have given it a perfect 10 anyway. I would have given it a nine and a half if it was like on the perfect scale for me. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, eight and a half because one, because the ed- the ending is not supposed to be that there's a lot of yeah. unanswered. Who the fuck was the priest that walked in? Like they only yeah, had one scene prior to that. And it's not a lot. It's just like his cross falls off and I have faith. Yep. And, and then that that's was, it. And that was one of the things that I think they were that the director was annoyed with because they they said yeah. the studio said you have to have an exorcism for it to be an exorcist movie and he was yeah. just like dude it's not like Doesn't, that it's not it's not part of it so yeah i mean but it all relates the fact that this movie is where it is and what it is kind of relates back to the fact that the intention of the creator of this story intended for lieutenant kinderman to be the main character right and instead of allowing the story to be told the way that they, it was that way it was intended. The studio fucked around with it, right? And stuck their dicks into and it. And not to mention the fact that it kind of had a, not even just in a horror aspect, but like it crossed a lot of subgenres as well. Big time. It didn't just have like a, oh, like it had slasher elements, and it had that old school feel of like that you only really get with black and white horror. Like yeah. the, the, it never really showed people getting killed in it, mm-hmm. which some people will agree or disagree that that's whatever. I like that seven. The movie sevens like yeah. that. I think that that movie's fucking amazing too, but that's the point. Yep. 
it leaves you up to the imagination. I think that that almost makes that a little bit scarier. Um, ending meh. Bummer. Yeah. The missing scenes meh. Yeah. A little bit of a letdown. A little bit of a letdown at the end. But, but besides that, I would recommend watching this movie as many times as you can yeah. and just fucking going with it. Because it's almost it's perfect. A, almost perfect. The performances are fucking unbelievable yeah. from the main cast. Brad Dourif, I fucking like that cement. So I was like, oh, yeah, he's yeah. the fucking he was perfect for the not even just for that role. Like I was like, oh, I wish he would play a little bit more. He's. Serious roles like that. Yeah, I mean, he is just such a naturally like threatening presence when he needs. And he to be. does, and he just looks scraggly and sickly, and yeah. Oh man, and his the way in like the dynamics of his voice, how he can go from low to like yelling, yeah, and like that. It's he's so I, I cannot say enough about his performance. In this if movie. he if he wasn't an actor, he, I would have said that that guy's a serial killer <laughs> in real life. Like he has that threatening aura about him. Yep. So. All right, eight and a half out of ten for for me, Anna, and you eight said and for half. you too. Yep, I say eight and a um, half. And yeah, totally a uh, a recommend. Uh, I would absolutely tell anybody. But watch this movie, movie into the ground, and you're fucking yeah. sick of it. Like it's one of those. And and watch the original Exorcist too, because it does. And if you if you watch this movie first, and then go back and watch the Exorcist again. And watch the Kinderman character and the right. Karis character. You, you kind of understand a little bit yeah. more about who pick they up, are. Yeah, you can pick up stuff like about their backstory from what happens afterwards. Um, so yeah, that's the Exorcist three guys. This yeah. was uh, fucking fun. Yeah, it's been a bit, been a little bit of work to get yeah. it done, but fucking, I'm so happy we finally did it. So so uh, all right, so, let's kind of do. What do you? So explain this here, because all right. So all right, first of all, Craig said this wasn't going to work, but. I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna shoehorn it in here. What have you been listening to? Because uh, it's, it's it's talk scary <laughs> stuff, and some people are scared of metal. And I'm shoving this in Craig, in Craig's face. So I really haven't been listening to a lot of metal lately. I've That's been all right. Listening to like um, hold on, let me see. So while you're looking, I've been listening to Teeth. Oh, Teeth. They're yeah, fucking they're dope. they're fucking sick. They're sick as hell. That's a their their new shit is so good. And yeah, like on the way here. Oh, I was listening to Thick as Blood. Um, yep. Pieced up too. Fucking good. That was up. that. Was, you guys recommended them. To Alice and Shane's Lost Dog, Rip, right. uh, Lost Dog Street Band. <laughs> like just, just stuff like that. I haven't all really right. been kind of cruising through the too, too, too heavy of shit. It's all good. All Check right, out well, Vatican, Mike. Vatican. Oh, yeah, I love Vatican. Vatican. <laughs> love Vatican. Vatican's that new great. Album's unreal. Yeah. Vatican's Sorry, good. We no, could just make you. another podcast about music oh, itself. Music. We could yeah. we could literally do this every. I could do that one every week. Yeah. I could do that too. Um, all right. So here's the deal with this. So uh, Matt and I each have a list of films that we want to cover on this show. And we're going to try and do this once a month because this has been a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to do this once a month. Um, and for the $10 Patreon members, uh, we're going to allow you guys to um, give us some recommendations. And every time we do the show, we're going to throw your recommendation on the wheel. So we have a wheel here of, Oh, hang on. I have to add Craig's uh, watch along here. Cause I, for some reason, you're talking about uh predator. That's yep. what, that's what, yeah. Like that's the thing is me and Mike just like, ah, it's predator. Like, <laughs> predator. <laughs> as good as that movie is, it would be fun. I guess. Watch so, along though. Yeah, it would be. Um, so if Craig wins, we have to do a watch along. 
not popping up on here for some reason. Hang on, let me close this out and then open it back up again. So I think it will work. So we have uh, put together a wheel of um, random movies that me and him both like yeah. gone through. Like, I there's probably some on there that I haven't seen, and I I, I would hope that there's some on mine that you haven't seen. There's a few on here that I haven't seen. Um, okay. So, all right. Uh, here's what we're going to do. So, dude, it's not. It's not, not coming up. up for some reason. Yeah. So yeah, it's probably because the wheel's full. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, so. Patreon comes before Craig. Yep. So uh, we have American Psycho, 13 Ghosts on there. Uh, maybe we'll change out American Psycho for. Um, Quag's movie. Yeah. Sorry, bud. Yeah. <laughs> that Sorry. was we'll, that was Tim's we'll, suggestion. For some reason, I, I could. Watch if you flag this. <laughs> flag this so we can cut this out so we can go. Don't into forget it. to screen record too. So what we're doing is uh, Matt and I have each chosen four movies to go on this list, um, and then Craig has a pick, um, which is going to be a watch along, um, and then Tim also has a pick on the list, and then we have one slot open for Patreon members. Right. So, right. so we're we're actually going to randomly pick. I don't know how it's going to work for the Patreon. Members. I don't know how it's going to go either. If we're going to have to add more yeah. rent or not, but I don't know if we're going to have to add more, but uh, for now we've only have, we only have one choice on there. So um, give me one second. I'm going to make the text a little bit bigger on this and uh, we can go ahead and give it a spin. So I'm going to hit screen record so we can put this up so people can <laughs> see it. And uh, I'm going to hit the wheel. Let's so, go. Let's go. All what right. am I? <laughs> so for next month's episode, we are going to be watching The Cursed from 2000 to 2021. <laughs> no, I liked it. I that, that just threw good. me the fuck off so bad. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, so yeah, we're going to be watching The Cursed from 2021, which is about, because I don't know anything about this movie. Okay. It's an old time movie. Um... It's based in the 1800s. It's supposed to be a werewolf film, but it's right. not a normal werewolf film. It has a lot of Lovecraftian like type shit going on. Cool. And it's got some really, really brutal scenes in it. I cannot wait to fucking do right. it. Where can you see it? You can watch it. I believe it is on Hulu right now. Hold on. Let me uh-huh. just check real quick just to be right. sure. Um, actually, um, while we're at, we, we forgot to mention you can watch The Exorcist 3 right now for free. On Amazon Prime, but it is uh, there are commercials on there. It's but, same thing with Tubi. If, if you yeah. if you don't have Amazon Prime, it's on Tubi. It's on Pluto. It's all yep. on all those free free V all places. That stuff. It says you can so the curse to uh, not to get confused with the cursed from like 2003 with Christina Ritchie, which is oh, she's not so hot. she's so hot. I, I love her. <laughs> but this is from two, uh, 2021. 2021. And it is on Amazon Prime, right? Amazon Prime to rent, and it's on Hulu for yep. free uh, for if you have a subscription. And we'll we'll put out a um, we'll put out a link to it to the trailer uh, on our Twitter account. Yeah, we'll, and get, we'll, we'll put get it up it on our moving. Patreon. Yep. So right. awesome! This has been uh, the first edition of uh, Neck and Chubby Talk Scary Stuff. Fucking, let's go, dude! Yeah. Already fucking did it. <laughs> fucking awesome! <laughs> Fuck you, Tim. You have cancer, yeah. bitch. I hope everybody enjoyed it, and uh, we'll see you next month. Yeah.